Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 656. We're looking at Philippians chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. Let's read our passage. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. He's had a long relationship with this church. They've supported him. He's made several visits there. And he's writing this letter of encouragement, sending it with Epaphroditus, who has just brought him a monetary gift from Philippi. Now, he's talked about a lot of things here. He's uh, challenged them to live as citizens of heaven. And he added to live as worthy of the gospel of Christ, which he described as living in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, and not being frightened by the opponents. He told them to have the attitude of Christ, which he described as humility and obedience. And his themes in here of how for them to live were primarily humility, unity, and a steadfastness, keeping at it, not giving up. He warned him against the Judaizers. Paul talked about his attitude toward his own Jewish credentials, and he said only Christ is worthwhile. So he made it then his goal for his life was to know Christ. And he talked about pursuing the prize, which we talked about being really knowing Christ. So knowing Christ was really everything about Paul. Now in chapter 3, verse 15, he says, Therefore let all of us who are mature think this way. Well, a couple of questions there. Let all of us who are mature, is, is that all of them? Or is he talking, well, just you mature guys, the rest of you don't listen to this. The language seems to suggest here that he's really speaking to all of them. He's not saying just the mature people listen to this. He's saying basically all of you in the Philippian church are mature, or I'm assuming you're mature. So all of us need to think this way. And then the question, think what way? Does he mean everything he's already said or just that last phrase? I think it's mostly everything he's been hitting at. Because remember back in chapter 2, verse 2, he said, make my joy complete by thinking the same way. And he defined what thinking the same way was. He said having the same love, being united in spirit, and being intent on one purpose. So, He's already talked about thinking the same way. Now he's returning to that idea, think the same way. And now he's including him in this. He uses in first person plural, let us think this way. So I think he's referring to all the things he's really talked about and now particularly with his own story infused in this, let us think this way. So I think he's talking the same things he was talking about before, because right after he said in Chapter 2, verse 2, make my joy complete by thinking the same way. He followed up in chapter 2, verse 5, with have the attitude of Christ. So I think he's using all the stuff he's talked about before. Unity, humility, and steadfastness. And then adding his own story into there of being steadfastly endeavoring to, to know Christ. I think that's really what he's talking about here. Then he adds in verse 15, and if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. 
There's another one people are arguing about. Well, what's he really mean here? If you think differently, he's been talking about unity. And he just said, I want you all to think the same way. Let us who are mature think this way. Then he follows up. But if you don't, I think what he's getting at here is you may differ with me on a few details. But I think his assumption is that most all of them agree with him completely. But there might be a few who differ with him on a few specific details. And his challenge to them is, ask God to reveal the truth to you. He knows he's right. He knows he's in line with the Lord. He knows his theology is correct. And so he's basically saying, if, if you've got any differing points of doctrine or theology or views on anything, talk to God about that and ask God to reveal the truth to you. And God will bring you along. Then verse 16 says, in any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. I notice he's still using the first person plural here, we. So he's including him in this. He's uh, not just talking to you, Philippians, but he's including himself in this. So in any case, well, okay, so whatever, you know, wherever you are in this, if you agree with me 100%, you're part of this. If you agree with me 98%, you're part of this too. We should live up to whatever truth we have attained. I think he's assuming practically all of them agree with him completely. And even those who don't necessarily agree with him absolutely completely, they agree with him almost completely. They agree with him mostly. So he's saying to all of the Philippians, We've got to live to that truth that we know to be true. We've got to live out our faith. So his point here, let your life reflect your faith. That's a challenge for all of us is live like we believe. And some people say, well, you actually do live like you believe. How you live reveals what you believe. There's truth to that. But live like we think we believe. Let us modify our living. Let us modify our lives to reflect our faith. Let us live how we know we ought to live. Now, faith leads to behavior. Because what we do believe does lead to how we live. But knowledge influences faith. And so here Paul's talking about thinking this way. And this is a big thing with Paul. Remember back in Romans chapter 12, he talked about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thinking differently leads to living differently. And so faith leads to behavior, but knowledge leads to correct faith. And by knowledge here, I mean spiritual knowledge. I mean godly knowledge. I mean biblical knowledge. That helps us have a correct faith. We've got to have correct theology. And while sometimes we think, well, theology, that's a big word. That's for people who have degrees and study these. No, theology is for all of us. Basic theology, the basics of the gospel, knowing that we're sinners and that we need to be forgiven of our sin, that's basic theology. That's the basics of the gospel. That's where it begins, but then it has to grow beyond that. We've got to keep growing in our knowledge of God. Keep growing in our knowledge of the things of God. Because bad theology leads to incorrect behavior. And too often, 
we live lives with incorrect theology. We go based on what we've always heard or what we always thought or what we think things should be versus what the Bible clearly reveals. So we should always be growing in our theology, growing in our biblical knowledge, because that helps us have correct faith. And it also leads to correct behavior. And so the the challenge is to grow in our faith. And it's two-pronged. Part of it is growing relationally, growing in our relationship with God, growing in our love for God, growing in our walk with God, growing in how we allow the Holy Spirit to influence our lives. But then there is the growth in knowledge. Are we growing in our biblical knowledge? Are we growing in our knowledge about the things of God? That is, do we have correct theology? And is that theology growing? Are we being transformed by the renewing of our mind and transformed through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives? So Paul says, let all of us who mature think this way. Which way? Well, living in unity, humility, and steadfastness after the gospel, but striving like Paul to know Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.